Hello and welcome to the Harks Review with me Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week is Jamie to talk about the draw against Ross County. We chat a little bit about the management team at Tincastle. We preview Livingston on Saturday and we chat about B teams within the Scottish Football Pyramid. How are we both this week guys? Just about recovered from Saturday. Just about. Still getting the shakes. But nearly there. To, to be fair, it was some mission up to Ross County doing it there and back over over a, the space of a day. I mean, I, I don't think we would do that again, um, Gordon, would we? No, nah, we're we're getting we're getting too old for the the, the full day benders. Eh? We we should have had a hotel booked, I think, um, and and rested our head before that 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 journey back down the road. But listen, to be fair, eighteen months at the game, uh, or whatever it's been, you know, with with, with COVID and stuff. That's the longest uh, bender and a half that we've done for a long time. So it shows that we've still got it, to be fair. We can still uh, hang with the kids. Well, well, to be fair, I was getting my hangover on the train back, to be fair. I was just looking at people yeah. and going, I can't be fucked with this anymore. Um, <laughs> Jamie, how was your hangover on the train? Was it all right? Yeah, I was absolutely fine. I would say I was a little more sensible than uh, certain others on that train home. Uh, but, you're uh, a liar. You're a liar. We've got, I'm not so we've got sure. the videos. We've got the videos to prove it. We've got the proof. Well, yeah, I think I was slightly better behaved than Sarah and others, but not naming any names. I did buy um, two pies, however. Um, yeah, yeah. You only got ended up with two pies as well, Gordon. So yeah. that, that was that was an achievement. It was. It was. I'm quite proud of myself. But in credit to Ross County, they're good pies. They really are top quality pies. Good club, Ross County. I have to say. Um, you know, I hope I hope they do okay this season, but. Um, yeah, I have to say, great pies. Was it a bit disappointing that we never came away with three points in, in the game? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think particularly on the first half showing, uh, I thought Hearts were really good at times, actually. Um, I wouldn't say it was a case of being unlucky that we were 2-1 down because if if we're being honest, it was our own fault. Uh, we gave away two criminal goals, but we just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net, you know. I thought we started the game with a real sort of decent tempo, as I expected by seeing the lineup. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, Boyce puts us one up. You think, great, here we go. Let's go in and take maybe three or four today. And then, as usual, you know, we concede a goal. What ninety seconds later or something? Uh, a stupid goal to concede as well. I think it was. They 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 just at that time in the game, it gives Ross County when potentially, you know, their heads could have been down. They haven't won a game all season. They're 1-0 down within five minutes or whatever it is. Uh, home, they're thinking, mm, this could be a long afternoon. And you give them a, a, a way right back into the game. And it's so disappointing, you know. Um, I just thought it was such an avoidable goal. I think, you know, everyone's kind of got their head in the sand and, and how the, 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 the boy gets his shot away. I, I really don't know. You know, there was enough bodies there. They should be go- closing down the angle a, a lot better there and uh, and dealing with that. And I think, you know, the second goal was, was similar as well. They just played right through us. And I think the lack of maybe another central, proper central midfielder in there cost us, really. Um, but I thought, you know, the, the first half performance was all right. Uh, you know, I, I certainly wasn't angry. I mean, the majority of supporters were, were absolutely seething at halftime. And listen, we're one of the most um, critical support uh, kind of podcasts and, and uh, supporters out there as, as me and you, Ross. But, uh, you know, I, I wasn't going to boo them off at halftime because I just thought, you know, the tempo was really good. I thought they played some nice stuff. 
And it was just a finishing in the end that, that really cost them because, yeah, they conceded two sloppy goals. And to be honest with you, it could have been a, a third as well if Ross Callahan could finish. Um, but they, they also should have scored five themselves. And um, and that's probably the most disappointing thing. And it never at any point was I, was I ever concerned that Hearts would lose the game. Um, I was always fairly confident we would get something out of it. I was hopeful we could we could turn it around and, and go and win the game at least 3-2 on the chances that we actually had in the second half. I think we, we probably should have as well. But um, I think as an away performance, considering for what we've actually been used to over the, the last few years and, and even last season, I think it was a lot better. And I think if Hearts play like that the majority of the weeks, particularly away from home, they'll win more than they lose. Obviously, going two one down is very disappointing, Jamie. But it was the nature that we went two one down in. You know, we were we were playing some good football. You know, we, we couldn't really complain about that first half performance. But you know, we conceded two goals. You know, and, and goals win games, don't they? Yeah, you know, look at as Gordon's just said there, the equaliser. As soon as we managed to get ourselves in front, you know, the old cliche is you're at your most vulnerable when you've just scored. And yeah, look, that's it's extremely disappointing to concede a goal. Um, as soon as we'd scored, uh, a good friend that I was sitting beside had barely managed to get himself back on his two feet after falling off his seat when uh, Liam Boyce scored and Ross County had equalised. So he looked like a, even more of a prick than he did when he fell over. Um, again, I, I won't name any names. Um, but yeah, it was very disappointing from the defensive point of view. And look, everybody was going, everybody was saying in the lead up to this game that you know Ross County, they were down the bottom of the league. But I don't care who you're playing. If you defend like the way we defended in that first half, then uh, you're going to concede goals. And ultimately, you know, as you've said there, Ross, goals win games. So we can't afford to defend like that against anybody, especially now we're up in the top flight. Um, so, yeah, the defence will need to be better. But that's uh, been everybody's concern for a long time now. You know, the stats came out last week that Craig Gordon had made the most saves in the top flight. I asked Lee McCulloch at last week's press conference, did that reflect badly on the defence? And he said no. And we go up to Ross County and we can see two very poor goals. So, Do we rely too much on Craig Gordon then, Gordon? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Of course we do. Um, I mean, listen, you expect a, a goalkeeper of Craig Gordon's standards to, to win your games at times uh, throughout the season. But, you know, you can't rely on him every single week. And uh, nor should we be. You know, I think we've got enough uh, quality right throughout the team to... Um, to be dominating games and um, listen, you know, credit to Ross County because, you know, they dug in and they survived but, you know, really Hearts should be putting them to the sword and I think the performance that Hearts actually um, had, the intensity that Hearts had, um, it really should have been and um, and that's the most disappointing thing, particularly when you see um, every other kind of team round about us drop points at the weekend there and, you know, we had an opportunity to kind of take advantage of that and, you um, you know, we, we would have would have ended up um, sitting top of the, the table at, at the end of the weekend. So that's frustrating. Uh, it really is. And I think, you know, defensively, I've said for a while, you know, I mean, obviously Taylor Moore came in, thought he'd done okay. Um, but, you know, you've you've got uh, Suter in there, you've got Halkett in there. Obviously Smith wasn't playing, but these are still guys that were part of a relegated defence. And, um, and at the end of the day, you know, until you sort that out, I think, you know, we're still going to, be talking de- uh, defensively, um, you know, it's probably, ju- it's probably just a good t- thing that we weren't playing a Celtic or a Rangers because I think if you defend like that, they'll, they'll absolutely tear you to shreds. Um, I was a bit baffled by um, the kind of just playing the one holding midfielder 
um, away from home. You know, I thought that in the end, that's probably what cost us because I think when Devlin came on, there was a a better structure to Hearts' kind of formation and, and you've seen that we, we kept the ball a lot better and, um, you know, certainly that there was absolutely, I mean, apart from, I think, maybe the first minutes of the first uh, second half and then probably the last minute was the only times that Ross County ever had an attempt on goal. And you feel like if maybe we'd set up that way, maybe wouldn't have created maybe the amount of chances we did, but I, I wouldn't have seen Ross County scoring two goals, certainly as easily as, as they did. Um, I think away from home, there's got to be a, a kind of a, a more solid structure because teams will more likely have a go at you. I think if you play that way at Tincastle, you get away with it probably, to be honest. I think teams will more likely sit in against you. And I think, you know, our play kind of forced Ross County to do that to an extent, but they clearly weren't scared to come forward and, and have a go. And, um, you know, they could have scored uh, certainly more than two before the break. So um, we've got to watch out for that. You know, better teams will punish us there. Um, but like I say, you know, it's it's frustrating because I thought the performance was really good. I thought the the, the intensity was really good. There was a few standout performers. And uh, and again, you know, we're, we're pointing to the defence that's really cost us. And, um, and it, it's annoying because I think on an hour day, Hearts go up there, they win 3-4-0. It's a fantastic day out. The sun's shining. Everybody's in great spirits. We end the weekend top of the league. But unfortunately, we're, we're still uh, having to point out the negatives. Talking about positive though, Gordon, you, you did mention the, the, the performance was, you know, not booable, you know. We, but the reaction at halftime, there was a lot of, there was a lot of negativity towards mm. uh, Robbie Nielsen, wasn't there? Yeah, I mean, you listen, he's, he's, he's a figure that's still very much marmite, I think, amongst the heart support. And, um, you know, and I don't think that's going to change unless he comes along and maybe wins something. I think, had he beat Hibs, I don't think maybe um, the reaction would be as, as angry, to be honest. But, um, yeah, it was it was strange because, you know, listen, we're one of the first to, to let the team know what I think. But I, I thought the reaction was a wee bit um, overkill. But I think... I think a lot to do with it's probably alcohol fueled, if anything. I think everybody was half cut. It's probably one of the most drunkest heart support I've ever actually been involved in. It was like being on a European away day, and uh, and you know we're not we're not the 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 best support to please. Let's be honest with you. You know, um, it does take a lot, and I think when you go two one down to a team who's sitting at the bottom of the league almost, you know, I think you're you're obviously going to have to put up with um with a bit of anger. But it clearly riled Nielsen. Uh, you've seen his reaction. He was. Um, it kind of it was it was strange because he was walking off and obviously the 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 away team's uh, tunnel was was right where the away supporters were and obviously he was the players kind of walked off first they got a a, a a fair amount of abuse from the support and then obviously Nielsen came over and he kind of mouthed something um, you know when he heard of and seen the reaction from the supporters now, I'm not sure what it was uh, but he was clearly annoyed and then he sort of it just kind of triggered him a little bit and he started sort of gesturing to the supporters to kind of almost get behind the team. And um, it actually had, a, I mean, a few obviously clapped, but a lot, a lot of people were telling him where to go, to be honest. So, um, but listen, you know, they came out in the second half and uh, and controlled the game and got a draw, um, but really should have came away with three points. But um, yeah, I, th- I think you've got to be a, a bit realistic. You know, I thought the, the effort was decent. I don't think it was... I don't, we weren't three 0 down, you know what I mean, to like Kilmarnock or something like that. You know, I thought, um, although we can be disappointed with the defending, I think you know maybe if John Souter and Craig Halkett and, and and even Taylor Moore as well, maybe if they had stayed back a little bit, or if they had maybe went off first and took the abuse, 
and then we could have clapped everybody else off after that. I think that would have been more fitting, to be honest with you, with the first half. And and to be fair, Gary McKay Stephen probably deserved a little bit of stick because I thought his finishing was shocking in that first half. Um, but uh, but no, it's not. I thought it was a wee bit of an overreaction. But alcohol fueled mostly, I think. Jamie, with, with obviously your journalistic hat on, what would you make of the, the criticism that Robbie Nielsen gets from the heart support? That's a difficult question, Ross. Um, I think I'm probably more of a Nielsen fan than you guys. Um, you know, Gordon says that won't change until he wins something. But, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure we won the league last season. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty sure that counts as winning something. That Maybe is not a trophy. That is not a trophy, Jamie. Come on. That's that's finishing 13th in Scotland. It's not a trophy. Do me a favour. We still had to go and win it to get ourselves back up to the top flight. And, you know, that's what that's what he done. So, um, you know, I think if you say you're not going to... He's actually won that trophy quite a lot. You know, you said uh, just, just there that we're not going to win anything under him. But he's got a pretty good record of uh, winning trophies in the division that he manages in. Um, he's got a good record of finishing 13th. <clears throat> well, there you go then. Does that not count as winning in that league? No, 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 right, no. If the, the 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 day that we start celebrating winning the championship and having that as a major honour is when we're in trouble. We might as well just uh, list our festival cup honours as well while we're at it. Why? Why not? You know what I mean? Or East of Scotland Championship shields. You can't say, oh, he has won something because he's not. Is that's not winning something? I'm talking about a major trophy. That's not a major Neil, trophy. Never will. Nielsen as a manager, though. So, like, Hearts, I'm not speaking about necessarily just Hearts. Yeah, he's managed he's the, the biggest club. And every, every time he's won that trophy, he's managed the biggest club in it. Uh, listen, I know, obviously, Rangers and Hibs were out. We're a bigger club than Hibs and Rangers at the time were on their arse. But, you know, Dundee United, biggest club in that league. Hearts, again, biggest club in that league. Their budget's totally outweighed uh, everything. Listen, the, 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 first, the first time he won it, Fair enough. I'll I'll give him credit for that because that that season was was tremendous given the opposition that were in the division. Absolutely, I'll give him credit for that. But you can't then talk about his his achievement with Dundee United and let's not forget as well the season was curtailed um, quite early as well. It's just like I don't count Hearts as relegation as a relegation because it wasn't a full season. I don't even count Dundee United winning the championship as an actual league win because again the league wasn't finished. It wasn't played to a finish. Um, despite however many points they were ahead. Um, I just think that, you know, we can't sit there and say that, oh, he's won trophies, because he's not. They're not real trophies. Not for a club the size of Hearts. Well, I, I'm not I'm not talking specifically about Hearts here, though. So, if we're speaking about Dungeon United as well, that's fine. You can say they've got the biggest budget. What's the point in playing the league then? Hmm? Do we, why don't these other teams just say, oh, well, we don't really want to play. You might as well just, just, just go up and we'll just start again next year. You've still well, got to go and win have, it. Well, listen, You've still got to go places like anyway. Morton, Queen of the South, difficult places to go. Teams camp in against us. It makes it very difficult. And let's have it right. The Heart squad last season was terrible. It was... Uh, I think Nielsen did well to get that Heart squad out of the Championship, to be honest. No, no, I, I disagree with that. I think it was a team full of internationals. And if they can't go and win the Championship against teams that are, have a fraction of their budget and a fraction of their quality, then they shouldn't be footballers. Simple as that. I think, I think three managers would have football. Nah. So, so, nah, I'm not having that. I, I, take, take, taking your point on, I mean, Robbie Nielsen was the last manager to get us into Europe. So, rightfully, you know, he should be supported more, shouldn't he? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, look, you know, be careful what you wish for. I mean, um, I appreciate that the football's not always 
Bonnie on the eye, but football's a, a results-based business. And, uh, you know, as you said yourself there, I think uh, Robbie Nielsen's win percentage as a Hearts manager is a respectable one. And, uh, yeah, you know, look, uh, it's fairly obvious that I'm a, a slightly bigger Nielsen fan than probably the majority of the, the Hearts support. Um, I'll accept that. And, I'm, you know, I'm not saying he's a, a perfect manager by any means, but, you know, take Saturday there, we change formation. And uh, suddenly everybody's moaning at Robbie Nielsen for playing an attacking team. No, but it's it's funny you say that. Uh, obviously, it's a results-based uh, business, and and you're absolutely spot on. But one thing I would say about Robbie Nielsen, and I mean, you talk about his win percentage ratio, but he's also overseen the most three of the most embarrassing results in the club's history. So you know, you can talk about results-based. That's why a lot of the fans didn't like him. Simple as that, because he has them in his locker. Fair enough if it was just one, you know, one result, and we're going, ah, oh, well, that's football happens. But come on, he overseen the most embarrassing result in the club's history. Obviously, away up at Brora, he, he overseen our most embarrassing European result at um, uh, against Burkakara, and then obviously as well, you know, his early exit against Alawa as well was another embarrassment. So, come on, you know, I mean, his cup record in general is is pish poor, um, and I can under, you know, you've got to understand that's why a lot of the fans just just don't trust him and just don't take to him, you know. If suddenly things start to turn around over the next three, four years, and um, and you know we start winning these sort of games, and there's never never a fear of Hearts losing these games. But I think when it comes to Nielsen, there's always going to be that lingering over him, and that's simply why a lot of the fans just haven't took into him. But we're we not seeing progression here. You know, we we drew two two with County, given we should have won the game. We're disappointed that we didn't win the game. Obviously. We'll talk about Stephen Kingsley's goal and the importance of, of him to the Hearts squad later. But is there not is there not a you know a progression there from say the last time we were in the Premiership and the the seasons before that? Because we knew we were going towards relegation. We knew we were going towards that. We were we we seen we seen every away performance. We knew we were going to get beat. This one, we're actually given an opportunity to go and and win the game, and we're disappointed of drawing the game. Surely that's progress, isn't it? Yeah, but that, that's that, that's why I'm saying that you know when when the when they were booed off at halftime, I thought it was an overreaction. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm I'm not disputing that. You know, I, I generally think there has been progress. Now, I'll, I'll I'll quite happily watch Hearts play away from home if they're going to uh, come up with that type of performance week in and week out. I've no issue with that because I think Hearts will win more than they'll lose. But on the topic of Robbie Nielsen, the reason why the fans can't be bothered with him is because simply his cup record and those embarrassing three results that I just I just spoke about, you know, and we'll not even mention 2016. Um, so, listen, he's always going to have that hanging over his head, and that's why a lot of the fans will be quick to, you know, to, to criticise him. But, yeah, you're right. Listen, his record against everywhere, everywhere else is, is good. Um, but, you know, I just think that you need to get the bread and butter right at hearts, and um, and he's, he's not quite done that yet. But he's got a lot to prove. I think he will get time to do that. I think if we can get Hearts back into Europe and then we can see where the club goes from there, is he the man to progress Hearts in Europe? Mm, I don't know, but um, listen, I'd, I'd love to, to see him prove me wrong. I'd love to see us go on and win the Scottish Cup under him. Um, I'd love to see us get into Europe and the group stages and progress and see the club you know, reach the, 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 the heights that it should reach. Um, but I'm not going to change my opinion because we've started the season... Um, with five five unbeaten, when if we put in isolation, and I know it's it's a really good start, don't get me wrong, but it actually could be a better start because I think we should be sitting here with maximum points. 
Celtic game. I fancied Hearts to beat them on the first day of the season. I did. I don't think that's big-headed. I thought we got them at really good time. St Mirren away, for me, we should be going to places like St Mirren and winning. You know, got we, we dug out the result. Great. The Aberdeen game was disappointing because I thought we should have won that game. Um, and the performance, I thought, was, was too passive. It was a bit too negative for me. And um, we let them back into the game. You know, the, the Derby could have went either way. I thought a draw was probably a fair result. You know, we, we, we won up at Tannadice. Great, brilliant, 2-0. Uh, that, that was a good performance, a really good result. And then, obviously, we, we, we had County there. Um, to And to drop two points um, was, was frustrating. But, listen, you know, we're in the hunt. We're clearly going to be in the hunt this season. I don't see a, a Levine-type collapse coming this season um, in the league. I think... Um, that's one thing about Nielsen is he is fairly consistent and his teams are fairly consistent. And I, I would expect Hearts to be in the top four this season and back in Europe. But the question will be, and I think if we get to the end of the season and just say Hearts finish fourth, and although that will be a really good um, a really good position for Hearts to finish in, um, because one, they'll be back in Europe for the first time in what four or five years or whatever it is, and uh, particularly just bouncing back from winning the championship. Um, if Hibs finish third, That'll be tarnished, and people people will be called for his head because of that. Um, so he can't really win unless you know he he finishes third right, wins a couple of derbies, you know, has a real go in the cups, um, you know, because if he fails to do if he, if he, if an if another early cup exit comes along again in the Scottish, fans are going to be wanting him out, um, and then if he finishes below Hibs, if he loses a derby, the fans are going to be wanting him out. I don't think it'll matter where Hearts are. So it would be Robbie Nielsen's luck to finish third and Hibs to finish second. Do you know what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, Spencer Spencer actually asked me that question today. He says, well, what, what if he takes Hearts to third? And I says, great, but it'll depend on who finishes above him. You know, if, if Hibs get into the Champions League, finishing third really, to a lot of the Hearts supporters, will mean absolutely nothing. Um, and, you know, and I, I know that, that maybe sounds harsh and it probably is harsh, but it's just the reality of being at Hearts. Obviously, we'll go back to talking about the, the game, Jamie, and, you know, we equalised with a fantastic free kick from Stephen Kingsley. And how important is he to this Hearts team? Yeah, he's, he's very important for, for a few reasons, actually. One of them is his versatility. Obviously, we know he's uh, he can play out on the left. I think a lot of fans have actually been wanting him to play as a wing-back because of his um, his delivery in the final third. Obviously, he's very good. With uh, with the odd cross ball, um, and obviously he can play at centre back. He's he's uh, solid enough in the air as well. Um, and you know I think um he he can strive out of defence like John Suter. You know when Hearts are playing this back three system that they're playing just now, it relies on the centre backs to be brave on the ball and strive forward. Craig Halkett I don't think is going to do that, but it's good that you've got Stephen Kingsley and John Suter on either side of him that can do that. So uh, he's very important to the current Hearts system and. Uh, yeah, let's just hope that uh, he puts pen to paper on a new deal. You think he will sign a new contract, Gordon? Yeah, I'd be surprised if he if he didn't. I think you know, um, I was saying this to you to you guys before we came on on air, and um, I think when when people see that Hearts are interested, they go, "Oh, well, you know, it's Hearts, you know, it's a big big club in Scotland and things like that." But I don't think it's until they actually join the club that they realise what what a club it is to be at. And um, and what a huge football club it is, and um, I think Stephen Kingsley probably appreciates that. I mean, granted, he's probably got aspirations to still play in England. He's tasted a bit of that, you know. He probably thinks to himself, well, you know, 
very unlikely I'm going to get in the Scotland squad just for the simple fact that, you know, we've got world-class left-backs. So um, I think any chance of him get, getting into the Scotland squad are very slim. Um, but however, you know, realistically, where's he going to go down in England that are that, that are bigger clubs than Hearts? You know, not many. Um, and I think, you know, at least up here, he's, he's got a, a decent enough chance of winning something. And, um, you know, he obviously came really close um, last season. Um, and I'm sure he'll have that hunger to, to kind of put that right. Um, I think it's similar to Michael Smith, you know what I mean? Michael Smith might have thought he was coming up here maybe just to use this as a springboard, um, but it's got him international recognition. He's made nearly 15 caps, I think, since he's, he's signed for Hearts, and he's he'll probably end his career up here, I'd imagine, uh, unless he, he kind of gets let go in the summer. Um, and I think something similar will happen with Kingsley. I think we'll, we'll, we'll have Kingsley for... Um, for his best years, I think, you know, and um and I agree with Jamie as well. I think um I think he might be better suited as a as a wing back. I think um for me he's he's got really good attacking qualities. He's a tremendous uh, deliverer of the ball. Uh, he passes the ball well and he's strong. But equally I think any time he has stepped in a, a, as a left centre half, I think he's done really well. Um so credit to him. Should we have had a penalty in in the final few minutes? Um, yeah, I suppose you could argue that. Um, seen it back. I don't think it's the most conclusive penalty I've ever seen, but yeah, you know, it's my team. So yeah, I, I want it. I think it's probably one of those where if you're looking at it the other way around, you're maybe thinking, uh, but you know, when it's your team, obviously you, you claim for everything. And uh, yeah, I think I think everybody wanted that one. <laughs> Yeah, it's a stonewall penalty, as you'll see, actually, to be honest with you. I think we had a perfect view of it. And, um, you know, he clearly has his arm in an unnatural position and uh, and uses it to take the ball away from the attacker. And for me, it's a penalty kick um, all day long. I don't need to see any replays of it. I've I I, I seen it with my own eyes. Penalty all day long. And the linesman, I thought, two minutes before that, had given a goal kick when it was a clear-as-day corner. So I don't know if he had a draw on his coupon or he just didn't want to see the Hearts fans celebrate. Um, but clearly, you know, it was a, it was two poor decisions there, and the penalty one for me, I thought it was a, it was a terrible decision. Obviously, Livingston coming up, who have just had two very difficult games. Um, obviously, Rangers and Celtic. They got a great result against Celtic. Sort of sat in at Ibrox in the League Cup. What, what do you expect from Livingston coming to Tin Castle, Jamie? Yeah, I think more of the same. I think they'll sit in. I think this Livingston team. Hasn't really changed, to be honest, in the last couple of years. I'd expect them to come and be organised. And, you know, I think Ross County were good on the break. Um, but I, I don't really expect that from this uh, this Livingston team. I think they're um, I think they're probably more of a set-piece threat than they are a counter-attacking threat. So, you know, I think, obviously, if we want to play a same formation, I, I don't think we need to worry about getting hit on the counter this time. I thought Ross County were quite good going forwards and press with Charles Cook, Spittle as well. So I, I don't think Livingston have the same kind of pace to hit on the counter for me um, I think they'll make changes though from Ibrox we saw last night that they had a, a few guys come off the bench that were, were probably I would expect them to start um, guys like Bruce Anderson I think will come back into the team against Celtic and Rangers they played Andrew Shinney as a striker he's not a natural striker so it would be interesting to see if Anderson comes back in and they play with a striker but you know, I think Livingston can afford to be a bit more aggressive uh, than they were at Ibrox. You know, they didn't really do anything at Ibrox for the first hour or so of the game. So I think it'll be a frustrating one. But if we can get an early goal, these games are always about an early goal. And if you can go and get an early goal, it forces them to have to come out a bit more. 
and then we'll get a bit more space to to play a ball in behind, for example. But you know, when we when we got relegated and in the championship season, actually, Robbie will know all about these sort of games because last season I expect that uh, will be very similar to what Livingston will will try and do to us at Tynecastle on Saturday. Do you make a Livingston this season, Gordon? I mean, they've, they've not had the best start given they beat Celtic, but you know, the, the, are they a team that's that's going to push for that top six? Do you think, or do you think they'll just try and stay up? No, I don't think they'll push for the top six. Um, you know, on the day they're a decent side. You know, they're they're obviously a very difficult team to play against. Um, we don't have the best record against them um, since they've kind of came back up to the top flight and. Um, you know, Martindale, he's, I don't think he's a stupid man. You know, I think he um, he sets his teams up pretty well. And that's why you'll see them come, you know, go and get a shock result now and again. Um, I think their problem is it's probably the bread and butter results that, that maybe let them down a little bit. But, um, no, they've they, they've been unlucky the way they started the season. And, they, you know, they'll probably feel that they deserved that bit of luck against Celtic. Um, you know, I didn't see the game against Rangers, so... I can't comment on that one, but I watched. I kind of switched over and seen the last fifteen minutes of the, the, their game against Celtic, and um, you know they they absolutely didn't look like they were going to concede. I thought Celtic didn't really, you know, I, I, you would have expected Celtic to absolutely pepper them, and and it wasn't the case. I thought Olivia looked fairly comfortable, and, and credit to them there. Um, but as I said, didn't see the Rangers game, so I, I don't know how how they performed there, but. Um, Ibrox is a difficult place to go and, and Tencastle will be the same but I think the important thing is we take the game to them you know I would, I'd be quite content to see Hearts actually start a similar way as what they did at Ross County because I think you know that'll probably suit us more at home I would fancy uh, Livingston to sit in and make it difficult for Hearts but um, you know I think we've got the players to unlock them and um, and it's going to be a fast start you know we've got to move the ball quickly because I think if we are a bit slow and lethargic like we have kind of been um, at home in spells this season I think you know that will get the fans right on the, the team's back and for me that just sits into to what Livingston will want to do so you know I think we've got to start quickly um, use our pace and power and uh, and get the early goal because then that means they'll have to open up a little bit and it gives us a better chance you know I think I have a feeling the hearts are, are, are due to give someone a, a right um, a right doing and uh, and it could come this Saturday, I think. You know, I really do, particularly because I won't be there. So that's what normally happens when um when I don't come along to Tynecastle. Um, they normally turn teams over. I think I missed a six 0 against Motherwell, and um, maybe Cali Fissel five one once as well. Missed that, I know. Um, so that's probably what will happen. They'll probably be like five 0 or something. Um, and then I'll be back for the Motherwell game, and it'll be a slog. But um, yeah, I I think you know it could go either way. It could be a frustrating afternoon where. You know, we we have to be patient and and maybe wait for that first goal. But uh, I can't see anything other than a Hearts win. Who was in charge for that six uh, 0 against Motherwell again? Can't remember the guy's name. Um, Funny that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what his name was. I wasn't there, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, we'll obviously move on and, and chat a little bit about um football in general and you know we sometimes do this on the show when there's not been a busy week with Hearts but obviously Pep Guardiola played a very weakened side against Wickham Wanderers in the League Cup down in England um, over the over the week and um, it, he, he did talk a little bit about playing his B team and, and talking about B teams in England I mean is that something you think Scotland will adopt eventually? 
maybe. I don't know. Um, I wasn't really sure where you were going with that, to be honest, when we started speaking about Pep Guardiola there. Um, you know, obviously the, the League Cup has been on this week. Um, and I think that the one thing that intrigues me most about the League Cup, to go on a bit of a tangent here, is the crowds. Obviously, it's not included in the season ticket. And the League Cup in particular doesn't seem to draw uh, anywhere near as many fans as as a league game. I'm watching, you know, Celtic Rafe was on. I saw the disco lights came on. There's nobody there. Um and it's the, it's the same in England. Um, I'll, I'll point that out. It's not just, I'm just using Celtic as an example there. It's the same in England. Um, fans don't really seem to care. And it's the same with the managers, I think, to be honest. So, you know, it depends on the schedule. Um, you know, Robbie was saying earlier today at the press conference that he thinks Livingston will make six changes for five or six changes um, for the, the game against Hearts on Saturday. So, you know, there's Livingston going to Ibrox, obviously. Probably didn't expect to get anything. So, rotated the squad. It depends on how big a squad you've got. Not every team has uh, has the depth to, to, to make as many changes as maybe they would like. But um, you know, it's a busy schedule up here in Scotland. So yeah, I think I think eventually some managers will, will start to make more changes than others. But it just depends on how big a squad you've got. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting you mentioned the crowds about the League Cup there. And uh, I know you were talking about something completely different with your question there, Ross, but I'll, I'll answer that in a second. But um, ju- just on the crowds, I mean, you seen Dundee St. Johnston last night. And for me, it's a cup quarter final. It's a supposed derby. Um, you would have thought Dens Park would have been absolutely packed to the rafters. You know what I mean? St. Johnston sell out their end. Dundee, you know, not a ticket to be had. Put it on for a fiver or whatever. And have the place jump in. Cup quarter final, chance to make it to a semi. And, you know, there's big... Big empty uh, gaps, you know. Either end wasn't sold out, and that's disappointing. You know, Jamie says Parkhead tonight, and again, you know, Tannadice is uh, is empty. Um, you know, Parkhead again empty. The cheek to not give any away fans. Um, Ibrox don't know what crowd was last night. Um, but you're right. Even when Hearts have played in the the quarterfinals against you know Aberdeen and, and Motherwell over the last few years. They, it wasn't a sellout either. And, you know, I think the cup competitions for teams outside the old firm have got to be huge. And I think, you know, the clubs should probably do more to promote it, I think. You know, they should maybe give... I don't know if they want to give it. I mean, depending if they can financially can, but they should maybe give it as, as free tickets, you know, maybe advertise it a lot more, certainly reduce the prices. But I know there's a lot of politics when it comes to um, cup games because, you know, smaller clubs probably want... Um, as much money as they can, because I think they're entitled to something like 50% of the gate receipts. So they maybe just, because um, I remember once we played St Johnston in the Scottish Cup, and um, you know we ended up shutting the Wheatfield stand because they wouldn't agree to us reducing the ticket prices. They wanted them to be the same price that they would be for uh, a league match. So Hearts decided to close the Wheatfield stand so they wouldn't have to sell um, the platinum tickets. Um, so you know. I mean, I think it depends on, on the clubs, but, you know, we should come together and try and work together and, and you know, for the sake of the competition more than anything. And, uh, you know, all four get all four cup quarterfinals are, are, are on the telly, you know what I mean? Credit to Premier Sports for that. Um, you know, they've they've made them on a night where you can you can watch your team, and I think that's great because, I mean, we obviously seen when we played Aberdeen, it went all the way to penalties 2-2. Uh, we played Motherwell, we won 4-2. They were probably the two best two of the best games that season, um, both those seasons that, that we actually went to and, and neither were on the telly and neither were sellouts. And, you know, you think to yourself, 
Cup knockout football under the lights. There's something a bit special about it, and we should probably encourage that a lot more. Um, on Guardiola's comments, though, um, I just think it's it's sheer arrogance from him, to be honest with you. You know, talking about how his team should be playing against, you know, Wickham players and all that every week. And I fair enough if he's talking about a development, but it was hardly a development squad that he put out last night. It was still a still a team full of international players. So, you know, he can take his seat out his arse, you know what I mean? Similar um similar kind of stance what the old firm have, you know, with their Colts team and all this crap. Um again that's just him. He I mean, although the irony is, you know, he's I think Man City have maybe won it five times in a row or something in the League Cup. But, you know, he never plays his full strength team until maybe the semis or, or the final. And the fact is they've still won it five times in a row. So it shows the strength and depth that Manchester City have. Um, so he can sit and whine all he wants, but why not just send his uh, star team round the world then and, and go and play other teams in if he's not happy about the opposition playing in the reserve leagues or, or Premier League B or whatever it's called these days. No, just like it's, it's sheer arrogance. I don't think Scottish football can go um, down that route. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right for the smaller clubs. And I think, you know, they should be entitled to play against teams in their own leagues, uh, compete with our with, with with players in their own division. You know, I don't think they should be playing against teams who, um, you know, although they are younger players and and it might be better for the development. I still just don't think it's right um, that that teams have B teams and and all this nonsense. That's why you should have a, a an adequate reserve league, um, or you you come up with a system where you know, um, almost football managery. You know, you have like a, a feeder club and you have like a parent club and things like that. And, um, you know, you can uh, you can send maybe your three or four of your, your best young talents to a club and, and they could maybe get a bit of camaraderie together and, and they could start to, you know, uh, link up well, although they are playing in a different team. But, you know, they're, they're still playing men's competitive football against decent enough players. And, and particularly if they start playing together, you know, that's why I think, I don't know, but I think the rule is that they can only, I think you can only loan maybe maximum of three players or whatever it is, three, four players um, to one team. I think maybe they should they should scrap that and make it that you can be, have unlimited loans because at the end of the day, teams in the lower leagues only really give maximum one-year contracts anyway. So it's not as if, oh, well, we've got all these loan players and we'll have to, you know, suddenly um, build a new squad in the summer anyway. They're doing that either way, you know, whether it's permanent players or loan players. So, you know, maybe that's something that they should look at to go forward. So, Jamie, you, you, are you not in favour of the, the whole B-team thing like they do in Spain? Um, I don't know, to be honest. It's something I haven't really paid an awful lot of attention to. I've got a few friends that, um, kind of do media stuff for for kind of teams like Bonnie Rig Rose. Um, obviously the Colts have just kind of come into the Lowland League up here, and the the Colts is definitely something in the Lowland League that I don't agree with. But if they wanted to have their own league together, then that's fine. But the the Colts scenario is just a whole complete uh, different kettle of fish, and um, yeah, I mean it, it becomes very complicated if if they were to win the league and. Obviously, now they're threatening to get kicked out again. So it's a very complex issue. And to be honest with you, it's something that I've tried to kind of steer completely uh, completely clear of because I just think it's a very confusing topic. Yeah, because like seemingly in Spain, like if Barcelona B, for example, were to win the second division, then the second place team would go up or something like that. Like if I'm yeah. right, Ian. Predictions for this week? 
Home win to nil. Score on yeah, um, I think because obviously I'm not going to be there, I think Hearts will win by a significant amount of goals. Um, I'll say 4 1. I think we've still got a goal to concede in us, unfortunately. Jamie, I'm going to push you for a score. Mm. 3 0. I'm going to go 2 0. Here's hoping we, we actually get the win. That's the end of the show. Thank you very much for joining us this week. Um, and yeah, hopefully we get a win over Livingston. Um, until next week, goodbye.